0: Father, we thank you that we can come to a place and freely worship and pour out our adoration and our, our praise to you. And that you rain down upon us. And that you, through praise and through your presence, you reach down into our lives and bring hope, encouragement, strength, peace, joy, encouragement, all the things that we need, Lord God. Father, what a, what a great opportunity we have. And so, Lord, we never want to rush out of these moments. What's, what's greater than being in the presence of you and so father we thank you lord and we pray this morning that you would open our spiritual eyes to see you with greater clarity that we would see the truth for who you are and the truth of who we are in you and lord god that you would open our our spiritual ears to hear your small still voice speaking to our hearts god as you have something that you want to say to each and every one of us today. Maybe you've been speaking already. And uh, Father, that you would open our hearts to receive everything that you have for us. It's with an open heart that we come, and we come expecting you to speak to us, Lord. That we would walk out of this building changed, not the same that we came in. And so, Father, we praise you and thank you, giving you all glory lifting up the name above all names, and that is Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for meeting us here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you for joining us. Well, you're looking good. Happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers out there. (laughs) At this time, I'd like to release the the Warrior Youth and all the Kingdom kids. You guys are dismissed to go on back. So, uh, wow, what a beautiful day. And, uh, What a beautiful group of people. (laughs) Yes, uh, that's affirmed. That has been affirmed in the house. Uh, This morning's topic is godly moms. We're still continuing in this series, All the Nations, and the premise of this series is really to go and make a difference in the world. Moms, you have a great opportunity to do that. You have tremendous influence, and I'm going to be talking about that this morning. So if you want to begin to turn to the book of Proverbs, chapter 31, We will be going there. And my first point this morning is, Mom, you are of great value. As a mom with children, you nurture and provide comfort and security for your child. And as your child grows and develops and matures, your role expands to include more training and and equipping. And the basic training that we receive as children are vital to us because they shape the rest of our lives. And it, it makes a huge impact on us as we grow based on our our fundamental teachings and the things that we learn from you moms. I was thinking about this, and I've shared this story with you before, and you may have heard this story before, but there was a a gentleman, and he was watching, let's call call this gentleman Rob, and he was watching his wife Susie cook a roast, and she was getting all the carrots uh, cleaned up, and the potatoes, and getting everything ready to cook this roast, and as she's doing so, she cuts the end off the roast and she puts it in the pan, and she begins to put everything together to slide into the oven. And he says, "I have a question for you. Why do you cut the end off the roast?" And she said, "Well, you know, that's a good question, Rob. I'm not really sure." So at some point in time, she called her mom and she said, "Mom, I noticed that you always cut the end off the roast. Was that so that more flavor could get into the meat, or what was the purpose of that?" And she said, "Well, honey, I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure. Your grandmother always did that, so." Uh, let me talk to her. And so I talked to the grandmother, and she said, Well, well, honey, it was nothing like that. The pan I had was too small for the roast, so I would just cut <laughs> the end off. <laughs> so how many of us do things just because that's the way we've seen it done in the past? And think about our children. What are we imparting to them? Are they cutting the end off the roast for no reason at all? <laughs> so we have great influence with our children, especially you moms. Your love and your nurturing and, and training are instrumental In our lives and help shape generations to come I wanted to share that with you as your child becomes an adult your role begins to change you become a proud mom who sees a healthy balanced adult who now leaves the nest to soar and you know that you've done your job in preparing that child this should lead to a healthy adult friendship but all that to say there's no one that can take the place of a mom I mean you guys just always have a special place where would we be without mom we wouldn't be here (laughs) So anyway, you have a special place. There's no one that can fill the role of a mom in nesting of the home and, and putting things together for us. And moms, you were created and wired for this. And so we're so thankful for you. Your role as a mother is vital, and you need to continue to develop your relationship with your husband as well. I want to talk about this for a couple of minutes. I was talking with a friend of mine, and they're empty nesters. Their daughter has gone off to college, and he's telling me, Mark, I you know, Jackie and I really don't have anything in common. Our common connecting point was our daughter. And we've had to establish our relationships all over again. And I talked to him a few months later, and he's like, man, this is great. You know, we just go and do our thing if we want to take off and go to the movies. But it's important that we continue to develop our relationships as husbands and wives even though our children are there, and but one day they're going to leave, hopefully right, and go go start their own life, and so we need to continue to develop our relationships as husbands and wives let's go to proverbs thirty one and this is a great example of a godly woman I'm going to start in verse ten actually, and i don't I'm not sure that this is the example of a specific woman, but I think it's an example of godly women. And as we read through this, let's look at the characteristics of this woman, this godly woman in Proverbs 31. Verse 10, who can find a virtuous and capable wife? She is more precious than rubies. Man, I tell you, I have many of us, probably most of us here are, are hopefully all of us, are blessed with wonderful wives. And she is, my wife is such a blessing. Man, she is worth more than rubies or diamonds or gold or anything else. Verse 11, her husband can trust her. She will greatly enrich his life. And as I look at our relationship, I I can trust Christine. And she greatly enriches my life. I tell people, man, I I really married up when I married her. (laughs) So she she greatly enriches my life. And she's just a huge, huge blessing. Uh, Verse 12, she brings him good, her husband good, not harm all the days of her life. A good wife is such a great blessing. She is precious. She enriches her husband and the entire family. She brings enrichment to the family. In Ephesians chapter 5, we're not going to go there. You can go there later. But in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul tells the church at Ephesus, he says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And we know that Jesus died for the church. He gave it all for the church. And he says, husbands, love your wives. It's interesting because he doesn't say... Wives, love your husbands. He says, wives, respect your husbands. And so let me ask you husbands a couple of questions to to ponder. Are you demonstrating love to your wife? Is she secure in your relationship? Are you meeting her nurturing and emotional needs? Those things are important. And I know that most men, when they They think that their wife wants a hug and her affection. They think that that leads to sexual activity. And that's not always the case. Women need to be nurtured and loved and encouraged and strengthened. They need that security around them to know that they're secure in their relationships. Husbands need to be honored and respected. You know, it's a weird thing. I don't know why, but we just do. Just like women need that nurturing and that security, men need to be honored and respected. And I know it's, it's really a weird thing when I was thinking about it, but we need that. That's part of how we are wired. It's always a good thing to lift up your husband, encourage him and strengthen him and honor him. Never put him down in public. And the same with, with husbands. Always honor and esteem your wife because there's nothing that will tear somebody down uh, quicker than to put them down in public. So let's not be doing that. Let's be building one another up. There are consequences when we do that. Men, if we're tearing down our wives and and putting them down, it it really feeds into any insecurities that they may have. So we need to build them up and encourage one another. So this message this morning is not about marriage, but it's important. All of our roles, that we understand our roles and how to treat one another. A Marriage is a partnership. And uh, if you're single, don't compromise. Look for a godly spouse, somebody that's going to help you in your challenges. It's going to walk with you. Wait until the Lord brings you the right godly person. So there may be somebody listening online that needs to hear that today. So my first point is, moms, you are of great value. There is no one that can take your place. And we're so thankful for you. Very, very appreciative. My second point this morning is, moms, demonstrate God's purpose and plan. Let's read on in Proverbs uh, 31, 13. It it goes on to say, she finds wool and, and flax and busily spins it. A Proverbs 31 woman is resourceful. Now, you may not be putting together thread from wool and fax. You may be selling items on eBay, or you may be doing other things that are resourceful. But what we find is that, that a godly woman, a Proverbs 31 woman, is resourceful. It goes on to say in verse 14, she is like a merchant ship bringing her food from afar. She's a prudent shopper. Looking for good quality at a good price. Now, fortunately for us, we don't have to travel to another part of the country or, or, uh, you know, someplace to find food. We can just go down the street and find all that we need, right? We're really blessed in that. But I think what this is saying is that she's prudent and she's looking for good quality. She's taking care of her family. She's looking how she can enrich her family. Verse 15, she gets up before dawn to prepare breakfast for her household and plans a day's work for her servant girls. She's organized and she plans well. She knows her purpose and is able to manage her home. That's important because listen, if there's chaos in the home, it filters down to everything else, right? So here's a woman that knows what her role is and she's planning and she's organizing and she's taking care of business. She's managing her home well. Verse 16, she goes to inspect the field and buys it. With her earnings, she plants a vineyard. She can handle business decisions She's smart and savvy. It goes on to say here in verse 17, she is energetic and strong, a hard worker. Verse 18, she makes sure her dealings are profitable. Her lamp burns late into the night. She has a purpose and plan and works to fulfill those things. And I don't think that this scripture is necessarily talking about being a workaholic, but just to be focused on the things that she needs to get done. Hey, if she needs to stay up late, To to get things ready for the kids for the next day, then she's willing to do that. So we find that she's an energetic, strong, and hard worker. Verse 19, her hands are busy spinning thread, her fingers twisting fiber. She's working hard. She not only knows what her family needs, but she's looking to meet all of those needs in however ways that she can do that. And she's also not just looking at her family and their needs, but she's looking at the needs around her. Let's go to the next verse, 21, or verse 20. She extends a helping hand to the poor and open her arms to the needy. What we see is a compassionate, gracious woman who is intent on taking care of her family, but also looks for the needs of the people around her. She has no fear of winter for her household, for everyone has warm clothes. (laughs) How is that? (laughs) Yeah, okay. So anyway, she's taking care of business at the house. Now, we don't really have to worry about warm clothes down here. It's warm most of the time. But she's prepared. She's proactive. She has the shorts ready for the summertime for the kids. How's that? Maybe that's more applicable down here. Verse 22, she makes her own bedspreads. She dresses in fine linen and purple gowns. And purple represented royalty, represents royalty. She works hard and presents herself well. She works hard. I think she realizes that she's a child of the king, and she demonstrates it. She's dressing like a royal queen or princess. We talk a lot about that at Life Fellowship, about understanding who we are in Christ. And when we understand that, it changes our perspective. If we understand that we are a child of the king, a child of the Most High God, that we walk in favor, that we have the blessings of God, that God wants to bless us, and so we don't have to walk through life beaten down, but understanding, wait a minute, I'm a child of the Most High God. I need to live like it. I need to walk like it. I need to act like it. <laughs> she demonstrates that she understands who she is. She, I, I believe that this is a woman that is secure. It goes on to say in verse 23, her husband is well known at the city gates where he sits with the other civic leaders. And so her husband is respected. She's respected. She's respected they have a healthy relationship and I I think it's safe to say that they're honored in their community and so they're working together if you're a man of honor it helps to have a a wife of honor right and vice versa If, if you're a woman of honor it helps to have a husband of honor her husband sits with the other civic leaders it goes on to say in verse 24 she makes belted linen garments and sashes to sell to the merchants so she's not just out there selling to individuals but Actually, she's like the manufacturer who's selling to the merchants. So this woman has it together. I mean, she, she's got it all going on here. And again, if you're a stay-at-home mom, you may be saying, well, that's not practical for me. Okay, well, that's fine. You know, if God hasn't called you to that, that's fine. There's no condemnation in that. But I, I think the point is, is be resourceful and look at what your family needs and help take care of those things. So it goes on to say in verse 25, She is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. So I think this is clear that she is secure in who she is. She's joyful. She's full of joy, and she's not fearful. You know, the Word says, God has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and love and a sound mind. So we don't have to live in fear. And I think this is a woman who, and we'll see a little bit later, that trusts in God. If you think about the time when this was written several thousand years ago, we have it so much easier now. We just go down to the store and and buy what we need. I mean, really, if you think about the environment that we live in, it's much greater than this. And here's a woman that you never knew if a lion was going to attack or whatever. She doesn't have any fear. She's full of joy. She laughs without fear of the future. Verse 26 says, when she speaks... Her words are wise, and she gives instruction with kindness. Is that you, moms? Do you speak wisdom? Do you speak with love and kindness? I think she understands teachability, learning and sharing that wisdom. One of our core values is teachability, being able to be taught, but also being able to teach others. It would appear that she's been taught some valuable skills. Some of the things that we've gleaned from what we've been reading here this morning are she has a good work ethic. That's important. Are you training your children up to work hard, to have a good work ethic? Are you demonstrating that to your children and the people around you? She understands business concepts. Somebody probably took the time to teach her. And so by her life, she's demonstrating those business concepts and hopefully teaching those to her children she is able to identify good opportunities. She's able to make a profit. (laughs) That's important in business. I remember the first business that, that I started, it was not very profitable. It was a great learning opportunity because I learned a lot of things not to do, but I didn't make much money. And so here's a woman that is able to make a profit with her business ventures. She's confident and secure. And I tell you, that's really, really important because if we're confident and secure, we can instill that in our children. And they can then be confident and secure. Now, I'm not talking about arrogant and, and prideful, but I'm talking about just confident. And part of that comes from knowing who we are in Christ and knowing that he is with us and we can walk in that confidence. We could not be in fear, but we can walk in the confidence and security of knowing that, that the Lord is with us. She is secure. Verse 27, she carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. She's involved in the things that are going on, the affairs of the household. She's not lazy. I think here's a woman that's proactive, that sees something, and she's on it. Verse 28, her children stand and bless her. Her husband praises her. She has tremendous respect from her husband and children. Verse 29, there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. When you look at your life, how would you measure yourself against this woman? Verse 30, Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. And I think this is the key to this this whole passage is that she has a relationship with the Lord. And she understands who she is in Christ. And she's able to live that out and demonstrate that to those in her family and others around her. She's a committed follower of the Lord. He guides her steps. I think this is probably a woman who prays and seeks direction. Lord, should I buy that field is this a good a purchase? How should I handle my resources? How should I deal with these situations? And I tell you what, man, when we pray and ask God, God will give us direction and insight. It takes us taking time to pray and then wait and listen to a small, still voice speaking to us. So the Lord is guiding her. And although she may be beautiful, let me read the scripture again. Charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. And although she may be beautiful, it's the, the radiance and the love of God that really shines forth. And as I look across this room, I see many of you women who the love of God is just shining forth. Even more prevalent than your exterior beauty is the internal beauty that's in, in you. Her life will speak because it's the love of God that's flowing out of her. Proverbs 31:31 31, 31, Reward her for all she has done let her deeds publicly declare her praise Her life speaks as others praise her they see how loving and gracious and kind she is and how she handles situations Her life will speak it will speak of her love of God her husband her family and others She is trained and equipped She's been taught, but she's teachable. She's able to take the things that she's learned in life and implement those. She's also able to teach her family and her children. She is intentional in fulfilling her calling and in helping others. And I was thinking about this. I was thinking about how a mom's life speaks, but actually all of our lives speak. I like what St. Francis of Assisi said. He said, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words. And so our lives are speaking. What are they saying to the world around us? Let me read Proverbs 31:26 again. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. There's kindness and love that graces her words. There's wisdom, and I think that's godly wisdom that she shares. So my three points this morning are, Mom, you are of great value. There is no one that can take your place. And we're so appreciative. But you have tremendous influence. my second point is demonstrate God's purpose and plan. Know what God's purpose and plan for your life is. Sure, it's to be a a good wife and to be a good mother. But also, what else does God have for you? Not to diminish those things. Those things are vitally important. Your first ministry is to your family. It's to your family. But God has other things for you to do as well. And so we wanna make sure that we're taking care of the important things, the family and our children. But what else does God have for you? And how are you doing in preparing your children to become healthy, vibrant adults so that when they leave the nest, are they equipped and prepared to be godly men and women? My third point is, Mom, you have great influence. Your influence is great and lasting. And I guess all of us can look back and see the influence of our mom in our life and see how vital that that is. Still is because it's still impacting our lives. Maybe 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years later, the influence of our mom is lasting. Take stock in how well you're doing. Celebrate the victories in the areas that you're doing well and pray and ask the Lord to show you those areas that you can improve in. Because there may be areas where where you're not seeing the deficits. And probably the best example is to look at your children and see how they're doing. Pray and ask the Lord. The influence God has given you is important. It's life-changing because it's not just the people that you're surrounded with right now, but for generations to come. Your influence will, will carry on. That's really all I had to share this morning because... I just want to say that, moms, you're greatly loved, greatly appreciated, and I want to encourage all of us to, to live godly lives. This whole series has been about how can we impact the nations, not only the people here in Kema and, and across the world where we support missionaries, but it starts at the house. It starts at, at the home. You know, if, if it's not happening there, man. That's the most important ministry that we have. And so that's why we encourage you to come on Sunday mornings. That's why we're pouring into your children back there, giving them the word of God, teaching them the things of the word so that you can reinforce that or so we can reinforce what you're teaching them really is how it should be. I guess the key is that we have to understand that that God really loves us. God really wants to have an intimate relationship with us. And moms, when we understand that, moms and dads, I guess, I'm not a mom, but when we understand that, it, it influences our whole life. It influences everybody that we come in contact with because as we're secure in the love of Christ, then we're able to share that with others. There's a whole world out there that needs to know that. And they may be looking at your life as an example because you are making an impact in the world around you. I'd like for you to bow your heads and close your eyes. If you're here this morning and you don't have a relationship with the Lord, or maybe you had one at one point in time and you've walked away, and and God is tugging on your heart this morning, you know that. There's no shame in that. Maybe it's just time to come back. (laughs) If that's you, would you slip up your hand? I just want to pray with you. The shame would be to walk out of this building and not receive his grace and mercy and love and the new start, the fresh start that maybe he wants to give you today. Nothing shameful about that. Anybody here this morning? Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your great love. I thank you for your love that is greater than our sin or the things that we may have done in our lives. God, I thank you that you are Doing a work in our lives, that you're um, bringing health and healing and wholeness to us, and that you're giving us, or that you've given us, great opportunities to make a difference in the world around us. Let it begin in our homes, Father. And uh, Father, I pray that you would show us the areas of our strengths, and we celebrate those victories. Where there are areas where we need to grow or areas of our life that we need to yield to you, whatever that is, Father, I pray that we would be willing to yield those areas to you and allow you to bring health and healing and wholeness to our lives, that we may walk in the abundant life that Christ came to give each and every one of us, that we would make a difference, not only in our families, but in the world around us. And so, Father, we give you praise and glory and honor and thanks, and pray with expectation, God, that we will fulfill the great mission and the great calling that you've given each and every one of us because every one of our lives, every one of our missions and and things that you've given us is different than anybody else. So, Father, we pray, I pray with expectation that you you will continue to impart into our lives, filling us up with the love of God that we may make a difference in the world around. I want to thank you so much for being here this morning. The prayer team will be up here if you like prayer, someone to pray with you. And you're getting out early, you're going to beat the, the crowds to the restaurant. But I want to thank all of you for being here this morning. And I want to encourage all of us to go out and live it, to make a difference in the world around us. Start with your families. And moms on the way out, uh, we have a, a little gift for you. We have roses. So please take a rose with you. And as as you look at that rose throughout the week, be reminded that you are like a rose to God. He loves you so much. You are so precious. And the world around you is looking for the love of God. And he's looking for people like you to dispense that love. So will you go forth and be encouraged this morning? Go out and live it. Make a difference. You're dismissed. Thank you for joining us this morning.